sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern reality. And welcome to motherfucking society. Hey, we'll just go with that. All right. Sometimes I get confused. Today is one of those days. Uh, just so you know, and you're probably already aware, today we have Andy and DJ Cruise the Motherfucking Internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for, guys. Cruise the Internet. And that's what it's about. So what we do today on this show, and we have shows within the show. I'm going to explain that real quick. We throw up headlines on the screen. We talk about what's going on in the world. We speculate as to what's really going on in the world because we know none of these motherfuckers telling us the truth. Uh, and then we talk about how we can work together as human beings and Americans to solve these problems. Other times when we tune in, we have Q&AF. Q&AF is our question and answer show. Uh, that is where you get to submit the questions and I answer them. Uh, you can submit those questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. And the second way is, uh, now that we're on YouTube, uh, you can go under the Q&AF episodes on YouTube and drop your question right there in the comments and we'll answer some from there as well. Uh, other times we tune in, we have real talk. That's five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk. These are things that I think are important for people to hear lessons that I want to share and just general stuff that I think, uh, the world needs. And then other times we have full length. That's where a guest comes on and we have a conversation just like almost every other podcast on the planet. So that's the rundown of the show. And then we have what's called the fee for the show. And the fee is not, um, give me your money. The fee is very simply just tell people about the show. If we do a good job, please share the show. If you get value out of the show, please share the show. If it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if it makes you a better person, if you learn some skills, which you will learn skills on this show, uh, please share the show. That's what we mean when we say pay the fee. So appreciate when you guys pay the fee. We've been able to maintain a very high ranking among the podcast hierarchy for almost a decade based off entirely word of mouth. I'm very proud of that. You guys should be too. And I just want to say, I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. You guys ride with me, whether it's uh you know, stuff that, you know, is not comfortable to hear or is what you like to hear. And sometimes you disagree and you still ride along and recommend the show anyway. And I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. So that's what I mean when I say pay the fee. Now, with that being said, we have some business to attend to. And that's CTI. What's up, dude? What's going on, bro? Nothing, man. Dude, that, uh, it's my first time seeing you in that in that pullover. Oh, I must say I dressed up for you. I did. I wore this for you. Bro, you look fuck. You're looking look at good. that. You're looking. Tell good. me more. Yeah, no, I'm, being, right, I'm just, just being real. Oh, thanks, I've never bro. seen you in that. You look, you look fucking. You, uh, look you good. know what? I saw Sully wearing this yesterday, right? So Sully, Sully looks good in those. Okay, yeah. well, Sully looks good in everything. Yeah, all right, because Sully looks like a fucking GI Joe character. All right, out the box. Yeah, like, like mint condition. Yeah, like we got to come up with a GI Joe name. Like Sully could even be a that's GI his Joe name. name. Yeah, that's his like name. yeah, that's, that's, so, it could be a pseudonym. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's a guy uh, that we all love here. At first form. He works here. He's also a first form athlete. And the dude's fucking just a physical specimen. He is. And I saw him walking through the gym yesterday wearing this, this quarter zip. I was about getting on my RTA call. And I said, hey, Chris, I got to get one of them quarter zips, bro. I got to know if, like, it's the, if it's the garment or if Sully's really that jacked. Yeah. And I think it's about 50-50. It's about a little bit of both. Yeah, because it definitely, it def I put it on. I looked in the mirror. I'm like, fuck, man, this fits right. Yeah. You know, this is actually part of our corporate apparel program. Hmm. So, um those of you guys that think we just make vitamins, that's not what we do. Uh, we do make the world's best vitamins and supplements, but we also have other things that we do. And one of them is we make apparel. We make damn good apparel. And 
We have corporate apparel that you can actually buy and put your company's logo on. This is what that's from. So, um, but yeah, I like it, dude. It's, 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 it's a little bit formal ish for my taste, but I like it. I appreciate it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So anyway, yeah, this is going man. on, man. It's, listen, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, but yeah, let's just let's just get into it. Yeah, that's cool. There's a lot. I got a little bit of everything for you. I got I got some uh, petty lawsuits we could talk about. Fun. Um, I got some some COVID China stuff. A little Andy Domus for you guys coming in a little bit later, and uh, we're gonna talk about some presidential candidates. So that that's pretty much what we got on the show. Remember, if you guys want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforsella.com. You can find them linked there. Uh, or drop down in the description below. We have them linked in the YouTube. Uh, with that being said, let's dive into this. Headline number one. Headline number one reads, Fox settles landmark defamation suit sparing Murdoch from witness stand. So this is a, this this has uh, been making some headlines here recently. Uh, so Fox News settled a bombshell defamation suit stemming from the 2020 election by paying Dominion voting systems nearly $800 million just hours after the beginning of a trial that would have seen some of the cable news behemoths, biggest stars, take the witness stand. Uh, the dramatic settlement also spared Fox News' 92-year-old founder, Rupert Murdoch, from testifying. The deal in the Wilmington, Delaware case came in the early afternoon following the earlier selection of 12 jurors and a dozen alternates. Quote, the case has been resolved, and it's been resolved because of you. State Superior Court Judge Eric Davis told jurors a Fox News spokesperson confirmed the settlement that had been reached. Quote, we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion Voting Systems. The spokesperson said, quote, we acknowledge the court's ruling finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. Uh, Dominion lawyer Justin Nielsen stated immediately after the deal that, quote, we wish to express our deepest appreciation to the court and said the settlement was just over $787 million. Uh, so Dominion sued Fox and its parent company, Fox Corporation, claiming that it knowingly spread false claims about its vote counting equipment following the 2020 election. Fox guest and allegedly some host claimed Dominion had paid government bribes, switched votes, and was founded in Venezuela to rig elections for Hugo Chavez. Um, quote, in the coming weeks, we will prove Fox spread lies causing enormous damage to Dominion. Uh, Dominion spokesperson said in the statement the morning of the trial, quote, we look forward to trial. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this reminds me I'm getting just like I'm getting some vibes like I've seen this before. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but this kind of reminds me of the Alex Jones situation where it's settled for an enormously, ridiculously high astronomical figure. It wasn't settled. He was ordered to he pay. He was ordered to pay. Yeah. Um, it just, I'm getting vibes of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting well, vibes of that. You know, and, and, you know, when you dive into the judges, you know, the, this guy, he's a registered Democrat. You can go look through his campaign donations, right? Like, there's always these common denominators. And so it's hard for the average person, and we, I, I hope for some clarity on this, but... Dude, I just have a hard time looking at this and finding the true balance and fairness of our justice system at play here. What do you got on this? You know, I don't know, man. Um, to me, it seems like the fear of having to put your own 
anchors and your own staff and even maybe yourself on the stand in front of the public to testify about what was said and what wasn't said both in public and behind closed doors is the reason that that they were they decided to pay okay i think they're trying to avoid complete and utter chaos in terms of you know because look just because something is said on tv doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the people who are saying it actually believe and so if they were to put these people on stage or on the stand right and for the public to see what would end up happening is you would see the actual mechanism of how the media works via full, full transparency of all communications. So in my opinion, my take on this, and I did see this story before you put it up here. I saw it last night. I believe that this was about preventing damage to the machine that would have shown that some of the people who say things on TV don't actually believe those things. And some of the things that are said on TV are not actually uh, what the people who own the media channel want to be said on TV. And it would show chaos and disagreement and how the machine really works. And they would lose their ability to propagate information to us. Uh, well, not to us, but to, to regular people uh, who believe everything they see on the news. They would expose too much. That's, that's what I gather from watching mm-hmm. all of this. I think, I mean, yeah, that's a very probable scenario. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I I saw it. I saw, like I said, I, I saw this like I saw Alex Jones. Like, this was kind of like, you know, the warning, I guess, for people to just stay in line with whatever the narrative is. Right? Well, like, it's different than Alex there's, Jones. There's because countless of, of, of evidence of truth to well, those claims, right? Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, you know, the, the burden of proof is on Dominion to say that they're that's yeah, they're not but, the case. But, but, it, but listen, there's a difference because Alex Jones, there was a verdict. In this situation, Fox said, like, they put, the way these things work is that they, the, okay, like, think of it like this. You have Fox News and you have Dominion, right? And they're out bluffing each other. And they're saying, I'm going to sue you. Go ahead and sue me. Fuck you. Right? Blah, blah, blah. Well, when they finally get to that point where it's jury selection and they've got the jury selected and they know they're going to trial, that's the point where like the game of chicken ends. All right. And in this game of chicken, Fox News lost. Okay. So we have to wonder what made them decide that they were just going to pay versus what they would have maybe been ordered to pay, right, for the claim. So the reality of this situation is there's a couple different possible outcomes. And maybe I'm missing some too. But how I see it is one outcome could be Rupert Murdoch and the people of Fox thought that the judgment would be much bigger than that $787 million, meaning that they, they thought that, you know, yeah. okay. The other thing could be, though, what I said in the first place, which is what I think it is. What I think it is is that too much of the mechanism of how the media actually works would be exposed that would ruin the credibility of their channel because what it would show is that certain anchors disagreed with what the producers and the executives were showing and there could be conflicts there which actually would discredit the whole process, not only for Fox, but for all mainstream. And so I think that the decision was probably made to control the damage and say, fuck it, would you rather pay $787 million or would you rather not be in business? Right. That's probably, I mean, because dude, they were That's calling. How I out, see it. They were calling out everybody. They were calling out Tucker Carlson. He was going to get uh, yeah. Go to I'm the saying. stand. Sean Hannity. That's what I'm saying. Right, Maria uh, Bartiromo. 
uh, Janine Piro. I mean, like everybody yeah. was getting called. Judge Janine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I I could see that. What do you so you're do you now do you believe that like your what you believe is a likely scenario, right? Allegedly. Well, also, I think it's important to point out this does not mean the election wasn't rigged or fucked with or, or frauded. This has nothing this, to do with any of that. This means that the way that they were accusing that it was rigged or frauded may potentially be untrue. But we don't know that because they decided to settle. It never went to actual. Right. So, And yeah. we don't know the reason they tried to settle. So, like, we have to, like, you know, and a lot of people will hear this and say, oh, you're sticking up for Fox News. No, dude, I'm just saying what it could be. Like, this is how these things work. So, um, in my opinion, I think they were scared of exposing more than what they wanted the public to understand. And it would have discredited their ability to actually make money and have advertisers and, and run their business. Yeah. And the question would be, would, would you rather pay seven eighty seven or would you rather not be in business? That's how I see it. You know, but then when you talk about election integrity, you know, the Dominion fiasco, um, that that's only a small part of of the whole thing, right? And if you watch, if you looked into it past, you know, what the news told you. There's all different kinds of ways. The ballots harvesting, the ballot dumps, the overnight uh, crises, that, and then all of a sudden the massive vertical spikes in votes. These things can be done without actually having the, the election software flip votes, right? Like that is one claim. That doesn't mean that these people don't believe the rest of the election was fucked up, right? Right. So like we have to be careful how we read into this it's definitely be presented. It's being presented and positioned in the media as if this proves that the election was f secure. And that is not what this proves at all. And so you have to be very clear about like, you know, how they're trying to present the info. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, I, you know, it, it, unless you're in the rooms, bro, of these things, you don't know. But, you know, the one of the problems that I see with this, too, is that you know, this kind of sets a goofy precedent for future lawsuits where you don't have to prove that someone defamed you, right? So, like, we're dealing... the game of chicken. Yeah, enough. right. Yeah. Like, we're dealing with something that this could end up really changing the way other lawsuits work because these people aren't having to prove that defamation actually occurred. Um, and this settlement does kind of show how that will work. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we also know too, there's plenty of key players that were in bed with Dominion, right? Um, the Clinton, Hillary Clinton was involved, right? And so my point is, is like, you know, this could have just been well, a, I mean, a game that's, of like- that's, that's maybe. Yeah. Because if, so that's what they're trying to hide from being exposed. And that's why they don't want to go to trial. That's right. So like, you don't actually know that. Did you see the documents that showed that Hillary Clinton was fucking attached to it? Did you see the? I see. I mean, when did if, you when see the documents that fucking George Soros was attacked attached to it? All these things. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, we don't actually know. That's the whole fucking problem with yeah. the media. It's the okay? lack of transparency. That's right. So it's an easy narrative to create if you distrust the process in general. Oh, the election software fucking did this. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in the room. And I don't think we're going to know in this particular case. Um, I'll tell you a good thing about it, though. Like, if I'm being honest, um, it makes me believe that 
the election may be a little bit more intact. The election process may be a little bit more intact than what we think it is. Because up until this point, I personally believe that there's zero integrity in the election systems. But what this shows is that they're truly afraid of people doubting the election. And it also shows that not only are they afraid of people doubting the election, but they themselves are afraid of the election because of what they're willing to do to make it seem legit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you, you can't show too much of your cards because it all fucking collapsed up under you. I just, I just think there's a lot going on here, bro. Yeah. I think it was a massive conspiracy. I, you know, like I said over and over and over again, like we've got video proof of, of all this ballot dumping and harvesting and people pulling fucking suitcases out of ballots that are under fucking tables and water main breaks and vertical spikes. Bro, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's a motherfucking duck. And it doesn't really matter how the fuck they did it. They fucking did it. Okay. And it happens consistently in the same fucking areas of the country. It happens in five key places. It happens in fucking Georgia. It happens in uh, Philadelphia. It happens in fucking Detroit. It happens in Arizona. It happens in Arizona. And it happens apparently in Vegas too. I think I'm missing one. But the point is, these are five areas uh, along with the Wisconsin, Michigan area. I think I said Detroit. Mm -hmm. Did I say Detroit? These These are areas that can literally flip the electoral college vote. And these people have figured out how to own these areas and how to manipulate the system in these areas to fix the vote in their behalf. And so if they lose one of them, like if citizens say, you know, this next election, 24, they say, you know what, we're going to organize. We're going to go stand in front of ballot boxes. We're going to make sure none of this fucking shit happens. And that's not voter intimidation. That's the holding of standards. Okay. If this inspires people to do that, these people are terrified because if they lose one of those areas, they're likely to lose the entire race. All right. I don't even understand the whole idea behind the fucking swing state. I think that's solely what they're for is like, okay, well, this year it'll be red. This year it'll be fucking blue. Like, you know, it's hard to tell. I don't know people like that that change their values like that on a yearly basis or election cycle basis. My opinion of the whole thing changes um, between. Is our elections, are they fair like they say they are, which I don't think they are? Or, and, and like, what level are they compromised, right? Like, so, like, for me, how I think about it is I say, okay, I think most of the places in the country are actually run the right way. Missouri is one of them. Yeah, for sure. I worked the polls. It's for a sure. very secure for election sure. here. So, I think most of the areas in the country, the election integrity is intact. And the more that we have good citizens that care about freedom, because it doesn't matter who you vote for, it, mat- it matters that the integrity of the system works, all right? Most of the places are intact. And so you have these five key areas where there's fuckery going on. And what needs to actually happen is that people in those areas that understand what's going on or believe that things are going on, you must organize, you must get to those areas and figure out a way systematically to prevent that from happening by just being present and paying attention. And so they're scared of that. That's what they call voter intimidation. They call voter intimidation people standing around a ballot box to make sure no one shows up at four o'clock in the morning to dump ballots. That's not voter intimidation. That's called enforcement of our fucking constitution. And we have the fucking not only right, but the duty to do so. So if we actually want to fix elections in this country, we have to start realizing that they are at least partially compromised 
and we need to take action to 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 un uh, fuck them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Um, if there's even a one percent chance they're fucked up. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what it's going to take, dude. And if we don't do that in this next election, like if we don't get a fair election and we get four, there's a good chance that we the, the end of America could come in reality. Because if we look at what's going on in the world right now, we are being sold down the drain. And you can't deny it. You cannot put your personal bias and say, oh, fucking, I love Democrats and fucking deny what's happening, bro. Look at the fucking value of your dollar. Look at the price of goods. Look at the supply chain. Look at the border. Look at the Chinese spy shit. Look at the Hunter Biden shit. Look at all the shit. There's not a single fucking move that this motherfucker has made since he's been in office that was in the interest of the people that live in this country. Look at Ukraine, okay? We, we've sent uh, up, upwards of $100 billion to Ukraine. We could have built the wall for that, okay? For $5 billion, we could finish the fucking wall. We could have taken the rest of the money and started to work on our own problems here, maybe the inner city crime, so we don't have 200 uh, young African-American children running around New York City causing fucking chaos. We could have maybe taken those, the, the allocated those funds towards the homeless veteran uh, population, like people who have gone and sacrificed and served our country who are now homeless, living by the thousands on the West Coast, there's lots of things we could do in our interests and we're not doing them. And so if you were to make a list of all the things that you would do if you were compromised by fucking a foreign agent, China, okay, directly, if you were to make a list, okay, of what China wanted you to do and you ran down the list, this motherfucker's done every single one of them. And not a single move for us. And it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. We should be acknowledging that that's happening. And, and the whole thing is, this is why they keep trying to make everything about race. They don't want people having the conversation of, listen, man, I know we didn't agree on politics growing up. And, you know, we come from different areas. But I think we can both agree that these motherfuckers are going to ruin us all. They don't want that conversation to happen. So they continue to make everything about race, make everything about uh, identity politics, divide us, keep us from having conversations. And in my opinion, that was the reason they shut the country down for the nine months before the fucking election last time because, they, dude, the seeds of revolution are sown in taverns. That's a saying that's been 240 fucking years old. They don't want people seeing each other. And, and this is why I continue to tell you, I think they're going to introduce another version of that Um pre-election or whatever they're going to have to do. It doesn't matter. They might, it might be a war. It might be a pandemic. Uh, it, it could be both of those things. It could be other things. It could be aliens. Fuck, could be anything. But they're going to create some sort of crisis over the next, you know, whatever, how many months that is until uh, November 24. Okay. They're going to create a crisis where the support for their party is hidden. Okay. Because they, they couldn't have Biden out in public doing what Trump did. Because there wouldn't even be anybody there. Yeah, you got fucking and, seven right, people. That's right. You, if this dude's got seven people and he got 81 million votes, that would set off alarms for most people. All right? Barack Obama didn't get 81 million votes. And I can guarantee you that most every motherfucker listening to this show, when Barack Obama, whether you thought he was good or bad or whatever, when he became president, you hoped he won. You hoped he was going to do what he said he was going to do, which he failed miserably at. All right? And we have to take into account that these people are willing to do anything, anything to keep from being exposed to what they're doing. All right. So my personal opinion is more shit's coming and it's going to come so that we can hide the disparity between 
reality. The reality of yeah. how many people stand on what sides. And, you know, they, they've used technology over the course of the last 12, 15 years to also mask this. I think that's what's going to speed up the bullshit, though, because they don't have that control no more. Well, they do on meta platforms. They, yeah, I mean, they try, but I mean, most people are aware Listen, of it man, now, right? Like, dude, I had a video, the video of that trans rant that I went on about how like, bro, you guys are allowing these pedophiles to, uh, in, like I was talking to everybody, but specifically gay and bisexual people, uh, lesbians, lesbian, gay and bisexual people. You guys are allowing pedophiles to infiltrate your movement, which is discrediting all of you. Like there has to be unity in that community for uh, us to, you know, move forward. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to recognize like, bro, this isn't normal that these fucking grown men shake their fucking dicks and asses in front of children. You should ask yourself why they want to do that in the first place. All right. But that clip anyway, went mega viral, bro. It was like 22 million fucking views on, on TikTok, and it got reposted fucking everywhere. It's way past that now, I think. But the point is, is that there was very little pushback on that. It was almost 100% agreeance. And so everybody sees what's going on. It's just going to take us being vocal and getting a little bit uncomfortably active to stop these people from destroying our fucking entire civilization. And we are at the end game here, okay? Like, if we do not get our country back and that's run by common sense, pro-freedom, pro-American people who actually give a fuck about the people in this country, no matter what color they are, no matter who they like to sleep with or spend their lives with, if we do not get some common sense leadership that is willing to dismantle the evil that resides in the leadership of this country, we will not have a country. And that's not doom and gloom. That's reality. How much further can it go down? How much further can it go down? Like the, the black communities is something that I, I actually think is really cool. What's happening there from my, from my standpoint, it seems like in the, in the black inner city communities, People are finally waking up to the fact that voting Democrat for the last 50 fucking years has got them literally nothing. There's high crime. There's massive poverty. There's more poverty in these communities than any other community in our society. Okay. Every two or four years, these people come in and they make promises and they say, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And then they ride off and nothing changes other than things get worse. And black America you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. I'm not speaking for all black people, but from what I can observe from the outside, it seems like at least there's a conversation happening that like, dude, these people are fucking us. And that's where we need to get to. And we need to forget about these labels and forget about left, right, black, white, Democrat, Republican, gay, straight. We need to forget about this shit and realize that if we continue to allow these evil people to dismantle our country that's going to affect us. It's going to affect our children. It's going to affect our culture. It's going to affect our community and the America that we have all existed in, which by the way, is not perfect. We can all agree it's not perfect, but it's pretty fucking good. And there's a reason millions of people want to come here from all over the fucking planet. We're going to lose that. And we're going to be just like everybody else. We're going to be a country where there's the haves and the have nots. And if you're not part of the haves right now, you ain't going to be. Never. Ever. And that opportunity, that opportunity, I can see that opportunity uh, dissolving because I am the American dream, bro. I am the person who fucking started with fucking nothing and built something, quite a few things. And I see and understand what that takes. 
And because I see and understand what that takes, because I've lived it, I can now see, and this is why I've been so urgent about everything. I can now see that opportunity evaporating for the young people coming behind us. And that's not, that's not okay. Because dude, people, people that are in this time right now, like if you're 20 years old or older and you're fucking less than 80, we're going to be the group of people that actually lose this country. Like, wake the fuck up, dude. Like we are going to be those people. We're going to be the people that lost this country after so many motherfuckers have sacrificed for it. Do you really want to be a part of that? Because I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And I think we have a duty and an obligation to start talking about the hard conversations that need to be had based around actual statistical data and how to actually solve the problems instead of kicking them down the can or, or kicking the can down the road or trying to leverage these problems into political positions of power. Like, bro, we need people in the government that aren't fucking politicians. You know, we need people who can go in and will fix the problems in the interest of the American people. And those are the people that the media villainizes the most. That's why, the, dude, the people that they, they are, crazy? The, the people they are most scared of are the people they villainize the most. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not going to fucking government because she wants to be rich and powerful, bro. She's just a lady from Georgia who thinks shit's fucked up. Okay. Just like all the rest of us, you know, and, and the reason she's not as polished or the reason she works out in her garage and show, because she's one of us, she's a normal fucking human. And we have to adjust the mentality and it goes for all of them that they hate. It goes for all the ones they hate. We have to adjust the mentality of thinking what a politician should look and sound like and start realizing that they should look and sound like just like us because those are the people that are going to make decisions in our interests. And when I say our interests, I don't mean white people. I don't mean fucking wealthy, middle-aged fucking white men. I mean fucking everybody, us, the Americans. And we need that. Headline number two. Headline number two reads. Oh, man. Just one second, guys. Got a little special message. What you got doing? <sighs> now, if I did ads, dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, I'm not doing ads. Yeah. But if I did ads, I'd do them so good. Like, did you hear that? I, it was crisp. It's crisp. I, I mean, these motherfuckers should be hiring me for the voice effects. But I mean, if, I did, if I were to do ads and I were to get paid for ads, I would say that I would consider maybe bringing on first form energy as an advertiser. <laughs> I would consider it a little bit. You should be a hand model. I'm just saying. Look how you're holding it. It's like perfect. I want people to see how beautiful the can is. If you, if you could see how beautiful the can is, if you knew how beautiful it actually tastes, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm you'd probably you take day. them on as a sponsor too. I'm matching you over here. Yeah, I that's need, right. I need a little pick. You know where that good stuff is? Yeah. First form energy. Available almost everywhere. <laughs> this is not two. an ad. Not, this is not a fucking ad, guys. We don't run ads here, all right? It's technically not an ad. No, it's not. Yeah, because I'm not being paid for it, and I'm not under contract for it. Technically. Yeah. Headline number two. Uh, let's tap into our Andy Domus here shit, a little though. bit. Uh, tapping into Andy Domus. Okay. Well, that's why I started drinking my energy drink, because I want to bring my superpowers Well, out. you might want to bring that hat out. Okay. All right. Just letting you know. Headline number two reads... <laughs> China began developing COVID-19 vaccines in mid-November 2019 before the official start of the outbreak report by the U.S. Senate claims. Andy Damas, sir. 
I want to say I told you so, but like, dude, I got to be real. Like, if I'm being real, I'm kind of tired of saying it. <laughs> like, I'm tired of hearing myself say it. I, I forget what we actually told them. <laughs> I believe we told them they started developing it back in 2014. Yeah, well, that's some of the DARPA, DARPA paperwork for sure. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I mean, th- this report is crazy. So th- this is a report that was done by the United States Senate. Um, so ch- it is, the article reads, China began developing COVID-19 vaccines before the official start of the outbreak, a new report claims. A 300-page document compiled by the U.S. Senate suggests Chinese researchers started work on a vaccine program in mid-November of 2019. It adds to evidence that the country attempted to cover up early infections before the World Health Organization Uh, was informed on December 31st. The report also concludes that the pandemic was most likely uh, came from a lab leak and was the result of a research-related incident in Wuhan. Uh, And it even suggests uh, there may have been two unintentional spillover events just weeks apart. I, I, I mean, I think I remember, but I'm not quite sure. I think I remember us getting an entire show deleted off the fucking internet. Because we said, said that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's what we recall. Yeah. Yeah, man. So the document, which was released to U.S. news website Axios in its full version um, of a 35-page summary published in October by the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. It said, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic was more likely than not the result of a research-related incident. New information made publicly available and independently verifiable could change this assessment. Uh, However, the hypothesis of a natural zootonic origin no longer deserves the benefit of the doubt or the presumption of accuracy. One section of the report focuses on China's vaccine development. Investigations by the committee show a team led by Professor Yusin Zhu from the Academy of Military Medical Sciences filed a patent for a COVID-19 vaccine on February 24th of 2020. Experts interviewed by the investigators uh, said that it would have taken at least two to three months to reach this stage, suggesting work must have started in November of 2019, one month before China publicly released details on the virus. Um, There's a lot here, but I think this is something that we need to, to understand. This article concludes, it says, it says, quote, this report also concludes that the Chinese Communist Party was responding to the coronavirus months before the rest of the world was even aware of its existence. Yet China failed to inform the global community of the unfolding disaster. And we know that NIH is the one that was funding the lab. And if NIH was funding the lab, that means we funded the lab, taxpayer citizens, which means we paid for our own fucking last three years of fucking bullshit. What do we, and, and everybody, ABC's fucking talking about okay, it. Okay, so knowing what we know now, knowing that the U.S. funded the research, presumably, allegedly, knowing that China knew about it and was developing a vaccine ahead of time, knowing that Bill Gates ran a operation three months prior to COVID being reported to the rest of the world from China called Event 201, 
which basically predicted step-by-step what we lived through for the last three years down to minute details that actually happened. And if you go back and read Event 201, you'll be shocked. To the point where thinking that this is a accident or a coincidence would be undeniable, okay? Um, so is it possible knowing these things, knowing that China waited to tell the world, knowing that they were developing a vaccine, knowing that the U.S. funded it, knowing, 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 knowing that the World Economic Forum uh, and, and the WHO and the NIH and all these people push this shit hard as fuck on people. Is it possible that certain elements of the United States government, Anthony Fauci, certain elements of some of the wealthiest people on the world, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is it possible that these people coordinated this and did this on purpose? Now watching what we talked about in the first point, where we have a president who is allegedly taking money from China to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, okay, who is making every decision that seems to give China more power and take away our power, is it possible that there was a massive coordinated effort here to literally bring America to its knees and destroy all kinds of the culture, the, the, the relationships, the family, the values, the values in order for us to create a new world order where China sits at the top and we sit down here with everybody else. Do you think that's possible? Is it possible? I think it's more likely than not. This is what I've been trying to explain for three fucking years. And I went on and on and on and on. And you guys, some of you guys, were too scared to share the information. You thought I was crazy. Well, look, bro, regardless of my sense of humor, uh, I'm pretty fucking intelligent human being. I've accomplished a great deal of shit in my 43 years of being alive. And I care about our fucking fellow man and our citizen and the quality of life in this country. So is it possible that certain people actually told you all about this the entire time you chose not to listen and that's why we're here? Because I think that's exactly what's going on. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. And I think this was all designed to accomplish a number of different initiatives, transfer of wealth from small business to big business. Check. Okay. Uh, Depopulation. Check. Because not just because people had adverse reactions to the vaccine, but also because certain people are now sterile and it's sterilizing people and it's creating infertility. Allegedly. That's checked. Okay. What about taking America's culture and destroying it. What's happening with the border being open? Oh, tens of millions of people are flooding across that do not share America's values. Okay, that's happening. Check. Um, Our military is weak because we've sent all of our fucking weaponry over to fucking Ukraine for the Ukrainians to fight against Russia. Where we can't replenish it, our strategic oil reserves are at an all-time low. 
And I, at what point do people who listen to this show and, and just exist in the real world say this is too much to line up to be a coincidence? And this is the intentional destruction downfall of our civilization. When, when is that point coming? Because like, I'm curious as to what it's going to take. Is it going to take China literally invading the country for you to realize what the fuck is going on? Because that's already happening. Okay. It, well, people don't know about that. People don't <laughs> know about the thousands of military-aged Chinese immigrants that are coming across the fucking border right now. Not legally. So, at what, if you're going to wait until they're parachuting out of planes, like in the movie of Red Dawn, that's too late. Like, we'll lose. Okay, these, these, you, you fuckers that think like you're going to live in the woods and when these motherfuckers bring the fight to my house, I'll fucking shoot them. They'll kill you. They're going to kill you. Okay, so at what point can we recognize what's actually happening in this country? At what point can we say, all right, this, this looks like it's actually happening. We need to put fucking differences aside and realize that we are under attack in a different way than we ever thought we would be under attack. And we need to get together and we need to unify and we need to come together and reject everything these fucking people are pushing down our throats. The racial division, the sexual orientation division, the fake fucking narratives that they shove down our throat of white supremacy is the biggest threat. Domestic terrorism is the biggest threat. I'm sorry, but I don't see the fucking videos of that. What I actually see are people who identify as trans walking into schools and shooting fucking Christian people because they're upset that people hate them because they're shaking their dicks in front of little kids. That's what I see, all right? And if we go back through all the shootings that have happened over the last two years, most of them were done by people of far-left belief. Now, what happened in the manifesto of the shooter in Nashville? They got away with hiding that, didn't they? Why would they not want you to read that? Why would they not want that in public? What happened to the Epstein client list? Like you guys think, you guys hear Epstein and you think of like memes and shit. Like it's funny. It's not fucking funny. People's lives were ruined. People are leveraged and compromised over that situation. That was an intentional thing to compromise all the power players of the entire society to do what these people want. Hey, Rich white dude fucking rolls up to you in Las Vegas and says, hey, man, you want to take my plane? I got my own island. You're fucking going. And not only are you going, you're going to go have a good fucking time. And you get there and there's a bunch of young women there serving you drinks, maybe with their tops off or some shit. And you think they're like 25 and they're fucking 15 and they got you on film fucking chilling, right? They record everything that happens in every single, why would they have cameras in every single room of every single building that this man owned. Okay. And then ask yourself, why are they normalizing pedophilia? The UN just did it. The UN just came out this week and said that minors have the right to consent with adults for sex. And we're not talking about 17 year old kids with an 18 year old kid. We're talking about fucking kids. We're not talking about Late teenagers, like y'all think they're talking about. That's right. not what they're talking about. You're talking about like a, a 10-year-old. So you have to ask yourself. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, why would they try to normalize this? And the only reason that I can think they would try to normalize this 
is because there's a whole bunch of people who are fucking guilty. And if they normalize it, then the people who are guilty didn't technically do anything wrong because it's dropping the bucket, right? That was a different time. It might've been wrong then, but now we all accept it. That's my opinion of why it's starting to be so se- so sexualized and, and the sexualization is so normalized, okay? And these people understand that once people, like if once people understand what I'm trying to explain to them, that they will literally end up at the end of a fucking rope or in a wood chipper. So do not underestimate what they're willing to do to maintain power because they understand that it's their fucking ass if they don't. And we have to give up the naive, the, the naivete of the situation or the, you know, I'm not trying to be political or this or that and recognize the truth. They're dismantling our country step by step by step by step. They're not just dismantling the country from a financial aspect. They're dismantling it from a defense aspect. They're dismantling it from a culture aspect. They are removing everything that our country has stood for for 240 plus fucking years. And they're doing it with for a reason. What do you think that reason is? Do you think that reason is that they're going to eventually take their boot off the throat of Americans? No. The reason is to put us out like a fucking lit cigarette and be done with it. And that's where we're at. And dude, I, I have, my, like I expressed on our last CTI, I have serious doubts that we're going to be able to pull through. And, and by the way, the good news is, is if we do wake up, we could create the best America that's ever existed. We could rid ourselves of these fucking complete evil shitbags that only serve their own interests in our government instead of uh, serving the people's interests. We could rid ourselves of this shit forever. We could get our country to a place where we're not paying, you know, 60, 70% all in tax over the course of the year. You know, sales tax, property tax, income tax, 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 tax. Bro, we could remove that. Think how much that would change your life. What if instead of you paying what you pay, you actually only pay 10% of your income all in and you didn't pay tax when you bought and sold shit, okay? How, how, how much better would your life be? How much wealth would that create? And everybody's like, yeah, that'd make a big difference. Well, that's why they don't want it, all right? Because when you're wealthy and you're independent, you're also powerful and you're too powerful for them to control. So we have to start seeing the system for what the fuck it is. The system is designed to keep regular Americans with common sense either in poverty or damn close to poverty and under their thumb for their entire lives because that's what allows them to continue to fleece us out of our our hard-earned money. Because what these people are starting to realize is we can't control all these people. It's It's not green. It's not the environment's fucked up. It's not this or that. It's we need less people, otherwise we're gonna lose control. All right, so they push all these things to handicap everything that we need to thrive. And we're coming to a precipice. We're coming to a point where it's going to be impossible to deny what's actually happening. And the mask is pretty much off, dude. I mean, the ma- like the mask of communism and what we're trying to install here is pretty much off. These people, Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, go- what's her name? The lady from the White House. Uh, Kareem. Kareem, whatever yeah. her name is. These people, Biden, Kamala, they go on TV. These media people, they go on TV and lie to your fucking face, dude, and say the economy is better than it's ever been. Do you really fucking believe that? You guys listening, do you believe that? Nobody believes it, okay? So the fact that they're continuing to say it, even though they know nobody believes it, is, is, is part of the demoralization process because they want everybody to look around and be like, bro, 
Am I just fucking that, up that my ain't money? true? Yeah, and then right. see them get away with it. Okay, because you see them get away with it, that gives them power. So every time a bully takes your milk money, it becomes easier and easier for them to fucking take it. And that's what they're doing. They're demoralizing the resistance by continuing to lie to our fucking faces while they dismantle everything. All right. So at what point in time are we going to all fucking wake the fuck up and say, fuck, all right, we need to come together? Because like, I'm for that. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm here for. Okay. I'm not here for Republicans. I'm not here for fucking Democrats. I'm here for fucking people. I'm here for American people. And I'm here for a fucking secure economy, a secure fucking border, military strength that doesn't go around the world and act like the military police. I'm here for fucking low tax and prosperity and happiness and fucking equal opportunity for everyone. And like, dude, that's what the promise of America is. And we have none of those things right now. Not fucking any of them. And so it's not just, oh, Joe Biden is some dumb old man. It's Joe Biden was hand-selected to deliver and do the message because there's deniability built in because he is fucking senile. Do you really think that Joe Biden's sitting at the fucking table making these decisions? They're handing him cards with people's faces on it, this fucking six-by-six cards to, to call on in the fucking press conferences. They hit him in the basement for a year and a half. Okay, he's not calling any of the plays. No, even if you watch some of his old videos of him, like, bro, he's completely contradicting himself in those fucking videos. Marriage between a man and a woman. Oh, anybody, you know. like it, 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 That's not even him anymore. It's not him. No which shit. Which is the perfect, perfect puppet they need. Well, bro, <laughs> I this shit is pretty easy for me to see, dude. Like, it's like... That's the thing, dude. It's just been a big lag time for the... the I don't think it's that. I think people... I don't think it's that people can't see it. I think that people don't want to accept an uncomfortable reality. I think it's... That means we got to do something. That's right. Yeah. And I think it's... I think it's easier for... Like, like, dude, think about this. The FDA came out this week and said, hey, uh, we fucking fucked up with the mRNA. Now we're dosing it down to a third of the dose that it was. And you should never get more than one shot. And unless you're under 65, you shouldn't get the shot at all. They're saying this in public now. All right. Who fucking said that from the very beginning? Who also said quarantine the sick? Don't give this shit to the healthy. Who said that? We, they all knew this shit then. They knew it. They did this shit to transfer and crush the middle class and take away all the power of the people so that the richest people on earth could, could be stronger and, and, and more uh, able to maintain their place in society while everybody else fucking starves. All right. So like at what time, bro? Like at what time? Because I've been spending my time, bro, like I'm rich. Like, fuck, dude, I don't have to do shit. I don't have to show up here. I don't have to build any more companies. I don't have to do motherfucking thing. All right. I show up here every fucking week trying to get people to see what the fuck is going on because I give a fuck about this country and I give a fuck about the opportunity in this country for all people. So at what point are we going to realize that unless we fucking get together and say fucking no more in our individual lives. That doesn't mean like, oh, well, tell us what to do. I've been telling you what to do. Don't comply. Resist. Argue. Tell the truth. Say what you stand for. Raise your fucking standards. Become personally ex. I've been saying this for years. At what point are we going to fucking do it? Because I'm getting like, bro, I'll just go live my life. Real talk. I don't give a fuck about social media, bro. I don't even post on social media. I'm not doing this for fucking clout or followers or fucking fame. I don't even, I don't even post on my social media. Do you think I give a fuck about how many people follow me? No, I want to be left the fuck alone. 
I come in here to fucking help shed light on what I think is actually going on and use my brain that has made me successful in all other areas of life to, to, de- to deconstruct this so that we can fucking figure out what the fuck is going on. So like, can we please get to the point? Like, can we please get to the point where we realize these people are fucking us and they're going to continue to fuck us and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. What we've seen so far is a tip. This is the tip of the fucking ass raping that they plan to give us. Okay, so you think this like it's the tip. Okay, and the longer that we allow the fucking tip to slide the fuck in, the worse it's going to get. I've been saying this for years. Did we? Did I say this all through COVID? If we don't resist that, bro, I told you, motherfuckers, don't wear the mask. And like I say that now, and people are like, "What's that have to do with anything?" I'm like, "Holy shit, bro! Are we literally like we're literally we're here?" Like you can't see how wearing the mask, complying and villainizing everybody who resisted the fucking narrative actually created the problems that we have right now. Started it. That was, that was the first domino to fail. You don't, you, you can't see that that was the point. That was the point to intentionally drive deep divide into the country so that we cannot unite. You can't see that they intended to, to break up fucking families over the fucking vaccine and what you thought about it. That was intentional shit. These people knew they were creating a vaccine far before COVID even came out. They were running plays, uh, strategic plays of how the operation would run three months before COVID. Like at what point are we going to say, bro, fuck, this is crimes against humanity of the highest fucking level, of the highest level that have ever been perpetrated because dude, more people were affected by it than any other fucking situation that's ever... This, this affected billions of people. Yeah, simultaneously. Billions of people. This wasn't a million people. It wasn't two million people. It wasn't 10 million people. This was a billions of people that were fucking fucked because of this entire operation. And these motherfuckers got rich as fuck running it. They belong at the end of a fucking rope. And we all fucking know it. There needs to be accountability demanded for by the people. If we're going to elect someone as president, I don't give a fuck who it is. We should be electing and demanding that whoever is going in is going to hold people accountable for fucking this. Well, guys, that was headline number two. It's time for our third and final headline, headline number three. Headline number three reads, Democrat Robert Kennedy Jr. launches 2024 presidential campaign in Boston. Have you been watching this? No, not really. There's, it's, it's interesting stuff, man. So, so Democrat Robert F. Kennedy Jr. formally launched his 2024 presidential campaign on Wednesday in Boston, Massachusetts. Kennedy, the son of the late U.S. Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy and nephew of late President John F. Kennedy. That CIA killed, by the way. CIA absolutely killed. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, no, I mean, hey, I, I think we can say that for sure. <laughs> Uh, made his announcement at the Boston Park Plaza Hotel shortly after noon. Uh, Kennedy began by recounting his familial ties to the city and highlighting the American Revolution's Boston roots. He pointed to England's, quote, corrupt merger of state and corporate power uh, during colonial rule and compared it to today's corporate political atmosphere. Quote, my mission over the next 18 months of this campaign and throughout my presidency will be to end the corrupt merger of state and corporate power that is threatening now to impose a new kind of corporate feudalism in our uh, on our country, he said. Uh, 
uh, in footage that NTD News broadcasted to YouTube. The launch comes two weeks after he filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission indicating he would run. Uh, while President Biden uh, said last week that he plans to announce re-election big, quote, relatively soon, Kennedy marks the second Democrat to enter the race officially. Uh, he joins self-help guru and spirit, uh, spiritual thought leader Marianne Williamson, uh, who told Breitbart News over the weekend that Biden, quote, hasn't done enough for working class Americans. Yeah, because that's the worst he's done. Um, though his last name invokes the memory of his Democrat uh, Titan predecessors, like his father and uncles, he's finds uh, himself on the outs with the party's establishment and even his own family in a political sense. Uh, Kennedy has been, quote, vehemently critical of the Biden administration, especially in its push for the coronavirus vaccine mandate. Um, and CNN's talking about it. All of his, None of his family's really supporting him at all. And I didn't realize how, like, how do you know that? They're all, they're they're making public statements about it. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. once I didn't know if CNN's just saying the shit. Yeah, like his his sister Rory, she's she's flat openly said she's going to support Biden, not him. I mean, like, there's well, she's fucking stupid. Yeah, well, that's a, dude, I didn't realize like there's a lot of family members in, of of this family that are all throughout the entire United States in different uh, not, positions, not just the United States. Yeah, globally. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know, and like the polls are rolling in. Apparently, he's only getting like fourteen percent of uh, Democrat voters say that they would even align with him, and they're suggesting allegedly that sixty-seven percent. Where are these people are going to be the nominee? It's not going to be Biden. It's not going to be Kennedy. It's not going to be. Williams. I think it's going to be Mike. It is going to be Mike. One hundred. It's going to be yeah. Big Mike. 100%. It's going to be Michelle Obama. Yeah, one hundred percent. Here's why. They have fucked black people so hard with the last two years that they need some, they, they need that vote because they, they can't you. get elected without it. Yeah. And they're praying and believing and betting on the idea that black people will vote for a candidate specifically because of the, the color of their skin. All right. They are saying that black people are not going to look at what Biden has done. They're not going to look at what Kamala has done. They're not going to look at what Obama did. And what he promised to do, do and didn't do, yeah. they're not going to look at all that. And they're going to, again, vote for someone because they look like them. And I personally think that's insulting to the people of these communities. You think? So, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's their game plan. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, no, it is. And by the way, uh, I believe that this is going to happen. Uh, and I, I believe that if the stage is already being set. Where's the Democratic National Convention in 2024? Chicago. Who made a post about it being back in their hometown? Who made a them standing yeah. next to each mm -hmm. other, like with the sunset and like Lake Michigan and like, oh, we're bringing it back. They're already trying to paint the the they're already trying to paint the nostalgia uh, of Barack when he won in 2008. Okay, so they're already trying to create this. They just uh, they got another black mayor just got elected in in Chicago. Listen, listen bro, oh, we got to stop, gotta gotta stop voting. For, we got to stop voting for people because they're uh, the first this or the first that, or they belong to a certain racial profile. We have to stop voting for people for that. But they're betting that the black community will do that, and I, I personally yeah. see that as insulting. Well, I mean, but it's weird that they could even count on that because black people can't vote because the vote system is racist. Well, 
what about this? You know, right. like we, we could call all this white supremacy and racist and you're the black face of white supremacy. You know, you and Larry Elder. Thank you. And, uh, you know, they call you coon and all this other shit, right? Well, what's more racist? Like, what's more racist than looking at what's happening in the black communities right now and pretending it's not happening? What's more racist than that? What's more racist than watching black people kill each other and acting like it's not happening? And pretending like, and who's pretending it's not happening? What party? See what I'm saying? Starts with a D, ends with a Democrat. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> what's more racist than that? Yeah. People are losing their lives. Lives are being ruined. Families are being destroyed. What's more racist than just pretending like that's not happening? See what I'm saying? So let's redefine what we think ra racism actually is. Racism in this country, in this day and age, is not the white dude with the Confederate flag who's a fucking idiot running some stupid redneck mouth shit. That's not the racism that's happening. What the racism that's happening is a different kind of racism. It's a racism of the American government, the Democrats specifically, completely ignoring what's actually going on in the black communities and then saying it's not happening. Crime is under control. There is no crime crisis. When everybody who lives in one of these cities, we live in one, okay, here in St. Louis, these, these cities who are run by George Soros, uh, heavily funded prosecutors, these, peop these people are getting killed. Their kids are getting killed. Their children's lives are being ruined. They're continuing to, to degrade and make worse the lives of black people. What, what is more racist than that? No, I'm asking. Yeah. You know, I'm white supremacy, so, like, I got to ask the guy who speaks for all the black people. Uh, I'm, no, listen, hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, here, I'm the, just saying, like, dude, yeah. what, what's more racist than that? This isn't, we're not name-calling here. We're not saying things. We're, we're talking about people actually dying. We're talking about communities living in ridiculous amounts of fucking crime and poverty, and we're acting like it doesn't happen. If we want to talk about racism, the biggest racists on the motherfucking planet are the people who act like that's not happening. It's not the people who point it out, like and say, hey, the crime data shows this. That's oh, not, that's racist to say that. No, that's not racist. It's racist not to say it because it's an actual problem that really exists and needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're, it's like, oh, no, we need to, you know, address the boogeyman that's under the bed that doesn't really exist, you know, but there's a massive elephant sitting That makes room. you the, that makes you, look, dude, if you're unwilling to fucking say that there's a boogeyman and there's a boogeyman, that makes you the boogeyman's friend. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think here, here's the good thing about where you know what I'm saying, 100. percent But I don't think I I think from at least what I've been seeing, like you know, we we follow a couple of pages that give us a pretty accurate temperature of where on uh, both sides, on both sides. I follow sure. I, I follow the extreme pages on both sides. Yeah, you know, and like, but dude, the stuff that I've been seeing, like I I think the Democrat Party is in for a rude awakening this coming next election, bro. It depends. It depends because we go back to the election integrity issue. It depends on if people that are freedom fighters and believe in freedom for America are willing to do a little bit of work and get it organized. Yeah. And I, I, the only reason I say that, though, is because like we're seeing I'm seeing more people talk about it verbally now. Like I'm like, fuck Democrats. Right. I'm seeing it. I'm having those conversations. And so I think at the end of the day, bro, if you got a room with 10 people and, you know, we do a little fucking private vote thing in here. And I know how you think and I know how fucking you think and all these people think. And then the votes come out that it's fucking, you know, nine to one the other way. That, that, DJ, that just happened. 
Yeah, but I'm saying, but like, but now people have are having these conversations. So it's like, bro, listen, I, they had a hard my, time. There's no fucking way this motherfucker got 81 million no, fucking votes. No, I was alive and an adult in 2008. I was 27 fucking years old. Yeah. Okay. I was your age when Obama got elected. Now, do do you say that you're at a? Are you at a comfortable or place where you could say like whatever? Ha- if something major happens in your life at this age, you remember it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're a grown adult, right? Yeah. Like you're not a little kid. It's delusional. Okay, I was 27 years old when Barack Obama got elected. I I voted against him. I didn't vote for him. All right. In fact, I broke up. We a girl that I was dating and I broke up over this because she loved him and I fucking hated him. I didn't hate him because he was black either. You were you weren't down with Barry? No. <laughs> but this is my but this plays into my point. When he won, I was still happy. Because I thought, fuck, dude, this could actually be pretty cool. Now, I believed he was a piece of shit the whole time. Yeah. But I thought, because he was such a good orator and he spoke like so much good vibes and hopes and he was so good at like, like I hoped. Yeah. Like I, his fucking thing was hope. And I, I, I thought, okay, this, this could be really good. I could be wrong. And I was willing to sit back and watch it play out. And the motherfucker went in and did everything opposite of what the fuck he said he was going to do and made these communities that he was supposed to represent that all voted for him at nearly 100% rate worse. I watched it happen. And now they're going to bring in his wife who's going to come in and basically finish the fucking job. And unless we as a society get smart to what their play is a real way and then also be willing to like actually get involved and like go do things like stand in front of a ballot box to make sure some dumb motherfucker didn't pull out a suitcase full of ballots and shit. Unless we do those things, we will lose the country. Okay. And I hope, I hope that people who vote Democrat, who identify with Democrat can put their fucking egos aside and say, I can't vote for this shit. Okay, because at the end of the day, these people are in support of fucking pedophilia on a mass scale. And you say they're not, they're not doing anything to stop it. <laughs> they're not, dude, bro. Th- listen, this has already all happened before. If you know history and you go back to 1930s Germany, this is the Weimar Republic. This crazy shit created such a backlash that it brought Hitler to power. Okay, that's why they call Trump Hitler because mm-hmm. they understand they're running the same fucking play. And they, they, they are trying to equate the stopping of that play to what Hitler did in 1940s and the late 30s. But I'm not going to stand, and you shouldn't either, for anything that has to do with fucking sexualization and the, the fucking of little kids. It's fucking bullshit. Guys, that was headline number three. It's time for our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. That's where we show a headline. It'll get one of those two things. And with that being said, um, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads Boston marathon runner caught pooping in strangers yard in doorbell video. Was it Mason? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I hope not. I hope not. So our, our buddy here, Mason at uh first form just, he just ran, ran the Boston, ran the Boston yeah. marathon the other day. And he said that he would have had a faster time if he didn't have to poop. Oh, he did have to yeah, poop. Yeah. So I wonder if this was him. Uh, so the article reads, if you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> so, a Boston Marathon runner was caught on a doorbell camera Monday dropping their shorts on someone's front lawn in order to relieve themselves during the 26.2-mile race. Uh, more than 30,000 marathoners partook in the annual run from 
Hopkinton, Massachusetts, to downtown Boston, with many of them finishing in three, four, five hours or more, um, and often foregoing a bathroom break. Uh, but for at least one runner, that was simply too long to wait. In the video, the marathon participant can be seen standing in the far corner of the front lawn, dropping their pants and squatting down. About eight seconds into the video, a spectator walks down the home's front pathway, stopping in their tracks after noticing the runner uh, answering nature's call. With their shorts around their ankles, the runner and the spectator appear to get into an awkward standoff. Uh, the two stare at each other down for about 20 seconds while the runner continues to squat. Once finished, the runner stands up, pulls her shorts back up, and then cuts through some trees and re-enters the marathon course. Uh, here's the video for us. <laughs> Smoke girl, you tell you the shit. <laughs> Is that a woman or a man? I think it's a dude. Looks like a dude. Man. That sucks, man. Yeah. You know that was a dire situation for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, like, I've been you, close. You could have went up in the trees a little bit more, bro. Like <laughs> You're kind of out there in the open. Like, see, there's like a little <laughs> hole right there. Like, you see what I'm talking about? There's like a little hole right there. You're saying like I've been here. Nobody would ever saw you. This guy would have never saw you. This is just bad execution. Yeah. It's bad execution. Yeah. The, the, the homeowner whose lawn was unexpectedly fertilized shared the video to Reddit titling the post, quote, one of the marathon runners just took a shit in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's had, you know, comments back and forth. Uh, now, the article does say it says toilets are located at every water and medical station on the course, as well as in several additional locations, additional locations, marathon organizers state on the race website, quote, please respect the communities through which the Boston Marathon runs by taking advantage of these facilities if needed, officials insist, though clearly some runners missed the memo. Um, what, what we got on this, Andy? Uh, you know... I'm, I'm just like, I couldn't, the reason I asked if it was a woman is because it looks like they didn't wipe their booty. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't imagine like getting back in a race and running with go, like no yeah, booty wipes. Fuck, that'd be rough. That'd be weird. That'd be rough. That would, that would be so gross you couldn't tolerate it. Unless. At least for me. Well, I mean. You so know, that's why I think maybe they're peeing. I don't know. I think, I mean, it's possible that that's a chick. I mean, dude, think if you, like, think if you pooped and you didn't wipe your ass and then you went and ran a marathon. Like that's some nasty shit. How far? That's what now, I. I know some of these marathoners do some nasty shit to get these marathons done. Right? Yeah. Like I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like running with the poopy butt cheeks. I mean, that's a different level of commitment, man. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> listen. At this point in time, I gotta be real. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Like, I'm not running. First of all, I'm not running. But second of all, if I was running, I'm certainly not running with poopy butt cheeks. Yeah, man. Like that shit all sliding in there and stuff. Don't ask me how I know either. I'm just saying, like all that sliding there, that's not good. My question one time is, I got beat up so bad I shit my pants. I had to run. Oh man! Yeah, when I was 17, I got beat up on the beach. It's a famous story, actually. I got my ass beat by like 30 dudes because this my my buddy it was me and Chris and my other buddy and uh, my buddy Derek, who I haven't talked to in a number of years. Uh, got into it with this other guy and we were at like this beach party and we didn't realize like everybody there was fucking friends. And uh, this girl came up to him and started hitting on him and 
like he was like, hey, get away from me, you know? And she went and like found her boyfriend. Her boyfriend comes over and, and he's like, well, you talking shit to my lady? And Derek's like, bro, she's over here trying to, you know, talk to me. <laughs> like, this is not what the language was said, but I'm like, sure. Yeah, I got aggressive. And he's like, now you're calling her a whore, blah, blah, blah. And Derek's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, and then, dude, the next thing I knew, I had saw like 50 flashes in my head. Like I was just getting pummeled by these dudes. They stole my gold chain. I got hit in the face with brass knuckles. That's what this little scar is. The one that's right below my st stab scar. Like, yeah. listen, I got a big mouth. All right. Fuck. Uh, and I shit my pants and I had to run down the beach with shitty pants, bro. And I was running down the beach with shitty pants, holding my one pants leg open so the poop could fall out. But I could tell you this, if my life wasn't on the fucking line, which it was, I would not have ran. <laughs> I would have wiped my butt. Okay. So I have experience in this. I have experience with this. And I'm pretty sure there's not a human on the planet that could run an entire marathon and be okay with poop between their butt. That's my question. Like how far in were they? It doesn't matter because I know that the max distance you can run is about 300 yards. <laughs> <laughs> And I know this because I did it. So that's a decent, that's a decent distance. Yeah. I mean, I, I got there quick longer than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Listen, you know? bro. I thought I was going to kill. Cause like, if you like, you ever had your ass beat like that before? I'm not. Okay. Well, when you're getting jumped by a bunch of people and you start getting your ass beat like that, like it legit because there's a reason for the saying, get the shit beat out of you. That's, that's a real thing. thing. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Because yeah. dude, the thing is, is like, I couldn't get away. Cause there were so many people on me. I couldn't fucking get away. This is why it pissed me off to see that video of those guys beating up that girl the other day. Did you see her husband? Her husband's black. Well, I mean, dude, like it doesn't matter. He got apparently he got his ass whooped too. Yeah, but it does. Yeah, probably for probably for being with a white woman. For being honest, and like, bro, like this shit's got to stop. But the point is, the shit beat out of you is a real thing, and I fucking know for experience. And I'm telling you right now, 300 yards max with no wipes. <laughs> Period. Because after 300 yards, I got distance. You know what I did? I got in the fucking ocean and wiped my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, keep it real here, man. It's a real story. Hey, man, you got bigger balls than me. No, I don't. I just fucking, I got dumber friends. Gonna beat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, where are we giving this, man? Uh, dude, listen. I don't see any harm in it, man. It's fertilizer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, if I saw a dude shit in my yard and then take off running, I'd probably just be like, <laughs> fucking had to do it, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's not that bad. I would hate, I know this, I would hate to live on that street, though. Oh, did you see all the traffic on oh, it? Oh, no. Yeah. No, well, that's no one day. You know, it's no big deal. No fucking way. Hey, congrats to, uh, congrats to Mason for completing the Boston Marathon. What are you running in? Like, uh, was it? It was right like, at three. A little over three. Yeah, they're yeah. like three oh four. But Mark Bell did it too. I don't. My buddy Mark Bell, who's two hundred and forty pounds and forty four years old, uh, he ran it and and he just started running. And I've seen this dude become a world champion powerlifter. I've seen him become a bodybuilder, and now I've seen him become a marathon runner. And it just I I, I sent him a message the other day, but I want to public publicly acknowledge that I think that's fucking awesome, bro. I think that's an amazing example. So congrats to Mark Bell for continuing to reinvent himself and push himself. And, it, and just so you know, Mark, it inspires the fuck out of me to get better, bro. So congrats on that accomplishment. I love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, that is all I have. That's all I got. All right, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold
missile, no headshot.